Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Epic Classroom Podcast. 45? That's a lot of episodes. My name is Trevor Muir and I like to talk about teaching, whether it's stories and ideas from my own classrooms or lessons I've learned from other educators. I love to explore ways to help students grow and thrive in school, but also for their educators to thrive as well. And so that's what this podcast is. Whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, how can you lead a more impactful, dynamic, meaningful, and epic classroom? All right, well, thanks for tuning back into the podcast. Usually I record these episodes at the library podcast recording studio in the little town that I live in here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, But I couldn't get any slots to get in there. And there is just a podcast that I wanted to do and I just couldn't get into there. And so I am now down in my basement here at my house. I have a little studio that I built to do videos. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos that I make, but uh, that's kind of like my bread and butter. That's the thing I just love. I've always just enjoyed doing is making videos and uh, and it all about teacher or education or student content. And so I've made videos for a long time. And then last spring, I built this this little film studio. And I put, I put all these uh, soundproofing panels on the wall. And I bought a couple studio lights. And it kind of looks legit. I don't know. It's a little janky, but it's also legit. Uh, and, and I've made this space to where I can just go make videos. Um, but the audio quality isn't exactly what I want compared to the podcast studio, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to record your episodes. And so now I'm down here and I took one of those, the sound panels off the wall and I put it in right behind my microphone. And so here we are, we're giving it a shot and I can't wait to, uh, as soon as I'm done recording, and I guess most people would probably do this beforehand, but I guess I'm just not most people. I can't wait till we're done recording this and I'm going to listen back and see how the audio sounds. Cause as much as I love going to the library, I also like walking down the stairs and doing this in my house. So here we are. Welcome to my basement, friends, Uh, and welcome to the podcast. It's so good to just get to chat with teachers. That's what it feels like. It feels like we're kind of having the, you know, I'm getting to just chat with somebody. And because so much of what I talk about on here is experiences from my own classrooms, but then it's also sharing wisdom and ideas and 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 practices that I've learned from other teachers uh, that I've gotten to connect with over the years. You know, I was just over in Las Vegas, Nevada last week. So on Saturday, um, I got to be at the Clark County School District, which I didn't know until I was there is the fifth largest school district in the entire United States. They have 300,000 students go to this one school district. And so they are just massive. And I got to go and speak um, and give a keynote to uh, this big new teacher event they were holding. They hire like 1,500 plus new teachers every year. And so this is just a really big district and and bringing in teachers from all over the place to come and instruct and and mentor and guide and teach students. So it was really, really cool. but my favorite part was, is we did a sound check. So the sound check was two hours before the event. And quite often when I speak somewhere, it's 20 minutes before the event. And we work out the little kinks. And then uh, by the time we have it all worked out, um, I go on stage and I do my thing. Uh, but this time it was two hours beforehand. And so I showed up, uh, we did the sound check, and then I got to spend an hour and a half just hanging out with the teachers in the area. And by the way, in Las Vegas, Nevada last Saturday, it was 70 degrees and sunny. I'm going to repeat that. It was 70 
degrees and sunny. And this is from a guy who's coming from Michigan, where uh, right now I think it's about 31 degrees and cloudy. Uh, we have a thing called the unicloud that covers our state, and it stays there. It's a unicloud. It's a single giant cloud that stays there uh, for a big chunk of the year. And so, um, oh, it was so glorious to just be outside and having breakfast with a bunch of teachers and listening to them and hearing their stories and their ideas and what they're working on. And it's just like, it's like this joy. I love getting to connect with people from different places and hear about what's working in their classroom. How are they connecting with students? How are they teaching? How are they instructing? How are they growing? Um, and I love it. And, and I feel like when I do these podcasts, it's kind of like a version of that. It's, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just carrying on the conversation what of learning from others and, and what I, what's worked for me and what I get to share with others. So anyway, teachers out in Vegas, you guys do really good work. Um, teachers everywhere. Boy, you are essential people. You really, really are. Um, and so, yeah, that's not what this podcast is about. I just wanted to gush a little bit. I'm still feeling that buzz a little bit of, of coming back um, and getting to be with such an amazing group. And then the day before, I was in Dallas, Texas uh, with a big group of teachers, and they were phenomenal, phenomenal people. And we just spent hours and hours discussing. Like, I, I had this whole presentation plan where I was going to go through all these slides and share all this information. And, and a couple minutes into it, it's like, nope, actually, I feel like the best way to spend this time is to let other people talk and I can maybe just add things here and there. And so we just spent so much time talking and discussing and conversing and, and people got to share their wisdom. And I feel like we all came away like feeling a little bit better at what we do because uh, so much wisdom was shared. So I love that. So anyway, I want to share uh, a little bit of wisdom that I learned in my very first year of teaching and I've tried it out over and over and over and it works. And it's a way that, uh, uh, I like to start class in with students. So whether I'm teaching pre-service teachers at the university or when I taught high schoolers or when I taught middle schoolers or when I've gotten to spend time with elementary students and leading their classrooms, this is one of the very best ways to start class with them. Um, it, it's called good things. So on the first day of every school year, I always started class with good things. I'd play a little snippet of a song uh, called, it's called Tell Me Something Good. Maybe you've heard it. It kind of starts with that funky guitar. It's like, tell me something good. And say, so I just, I play that little snippet. And then I give students in the class three seconds to share something positive happening in their lives right now. Um, and so it just, at, at every day, at the beginning of the school year, I start with good things. And, and students often share after I asked, hey, tell me something good going on in your life. They'd share things like, oh, I won my soccer game last night. And everybody's like, nice, good job. Or, or kids will say like, oh, it's my mom's birthday. Which, by the way, students love to tell you when it's their mom's birthday. And not just like kindergartners, like seniors in high school love to share when it's their mother's birthday. Uh, you know, they, they'd say, oh, I ate waffles for breakfast. Or I got all my math homework done. Or I won Fortnite last night. Whatever it is, they love to share whatever's good going on in their life. And at the beginning of every school year, at the very first day, I give them that opportunity to do that. And I always say you only have three seconds to share because if we say more than three seconds, it just eats up a lot of time. And I've learned that the hard way. So you kind of have to put a little capper on it. So you tell them like, hey, you have three seconds to share a good thing. So that's what we do on the first day of the school year. And then on the second day of the school year, we did good things again. <laughs> And then when we had exams later on in the year, uh, so like these big, high-pressure, time-consuming exams, we started class with good things. 
And then on the day before holiday break, we started class this way. And when we'd have a school assembly and shortened class periods, or like you only get kids for 20, 30 minutes that day. And so you have, you have to try to cram in as much content as you can in that limited amount of time. We started class with good things. No matter what was on the agenda or how much we had to cover, every day began with students getting the opportunity to identify and share something positive happening in their lives. This is a routine. Students knew that this is how class started in Mr. Muir's class. And whether the work was hard or not that day, whether it was an exciting lesson or a boring lesson, whether they were having a good day or a bad one, whether I was having a good day or a bad one, there would always be three minutes dedicated at the beginning of class to positivity, dedicated to them getting to share something good going on in their lives. Now, from the outside looking in, starting class with good things might seem a little frivolous or, you know, maybe it looks like it's just something that we do for fun. You know, some might say like, oh, how can you dedicate this amount of time to something that's not connected to learning targets or class content, right? In a 55 minute class, how can you dedicate three of them to talking about Fortnite or soccer games, right? Like, shouldn't you be using every single moment on the curriculum, getting students to learn what they need to learn, the stuff that they're assessed on, the stuff that they're going to need to be successful in life? How is dedicating time to talking about good things in their lives? How could that possibly be worthy, especially when you have kids for what 55 minutes a day like you know you get one class for 55 minutes or elementary teachers 36 hours a day but still you get them for this temporary amount of time is it really worthwhile to do this well i get it like i i, I totally understand this notion um but i also think that it is worth it you know, it's because this routine of good things is about reinforcing positive affirmations at the start of every class. Every student gets an opportunity to be reminded of the joy happening around them. No matter what is going on in the world, no matter what, every day you're going to be reminded that there is still things worth celebrating. There is still joy happening here. And I think we've got to give them opportunities to do that. Well, and then beyond that, you know, I read this research on... Uh, you know, the University of Washington Medicine, their, their, their journal, they shows that having regu regular positive affirmations can have a measurable effect on a person's well-being, on their stress level, and even their academic performance, right? Like having fun routines like this are not disconnected from content standards and curriculum in the way that it might look like. It might look like, oh, this is just for fun, but it turns out because of the influence of positivity on our psyche, it influences our well-being, but then also the way that we learn and engage, right? Doing these type of st structured rituals that are about building class culture, you know, they're not frivolous, they're essential. You know, they serve the, the, the purpose of binding the class together, right? Like good things was a calculated way for students to get the most out of every class period. And, you know, like many teaching approaches, while not always obvious, there was a method to the madness. It was, a it was a routine to help establish class culture, which really it's a shared set of values that unifies the group. It pulls students and myself together so that we have this sense of cohesion. And then, you know, once we have these collective values, once we realize like, hey, it's good to share what's good in life. 
right? It's good to celebrate joy. It's good to celebrate the small things. Once you have that, that's really the foundation for all of the learning that happens the rest of the day in that classroom, that happens the rest of the year in that classroom. It influences the way that students see learning in general. It's not all about putting your nose to the grindstone and working. It's also about sharing joy, right? There is a method to the madness, you know? And, and so I think, and I think you'd probably agree with me, I think in this, this time that we live in that is just sometimes so negative, right? Sometimes it's just so depressing when you turn on the news and you hear the fighting in politics and you hear about the wars happening and you hear about poverty and you hear about injustice and all these things are real and they shouldn't be avoided but boy they can bring you down after a while and then and then you mold that into being a student who doesn't necessarily have the tools to to manage this and to be able to shut certain things out and 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 to unplug you've got you've got kids on social media that are just seeing the worst depravity of humanity and it's just constantly at their fingertips and it's always making its way to the front of mind I think, I think we need more joy. I think we need more opportunities for students to share joy, to, to experience it with each other, to celebrate it. Um, we we got to do it. You know, I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had students, you know, like, I, I, okay, I'll be honest about this. There has been a number of times as a teacher where I've wanted to skip good things, where I'm like, boy, we have got a lot to do here. And so like, I'll even tell students like, hey, at the beginning of class, like, all right, guys, we are just gonna dive right into it. And I'll start whatever the lesson is. And students will be like, wait a minute, Mr. Miller, aren't we gonna do good things? I'm like, well, guys, we don't have a lot of time. And then there's just this collective gasp. It's like, oh, and it just makes you realize like students value this, right? We value this culture. It's all about classroom culture. It's all about that cohesion. Human beings are social creatures. We need each other. We need to unify. We need to collaborate. We need to be together. Um, and little routines like this, whether it's good things or something else, whether it's uh, starting class with a positive aspect of their lives, whether it's greeting students at the door with a special handshake. Maybe maybe you play Taylor Swift music as kids walk in the door and that just makes them feel seen and happy or angry, but not really angry because everybody actually loves Taylor Swift. But whatever it is, it gets kids to smile. Maybe you review content on Kahoot because it's fun and that's the main reason you do it. Maybe you dress up as a character when you teach certain units. Maybe you do something from the outside looking in, it looks silly and frivolous, but you know you're doing it because it builds class culture, it builds cohesion, it brings students together, it brings some joy to the learning experience. You do this, I would say to you, keep leaning in on that, right? Keep doing this stuff that maybe is a time sacrifice, but it's a time sacrifice that's well spent. Are you with me, my, my friends, my teacher friends? Do you know what I'm talking about? So, if you don't do good things, I would recommend trying it. And I would also recommend having a time limit to it because boy, some kids will just try to tell you every single detail about how they beat Fortnite. And the truth is, you don't really have to care about how they beat Fortnite. You don't even have to actually love everything that they're sharing. It's not about that. It's about giving them space to share it. 
So go ahead, try out good things. Um, and thanks for listening to the podcast. It's such a joy to get to do this. Um, and, and on this note, by the way, I got to, I, the, the reason good things kind of came to the front of mind is, uh, when I was working with these new teachers, the last few weeks, I've had the opportunity to do some new teacher stuff, whether it was in Vegas. Um, I was at Ferris State University recently, a university and got to talk to their whole, uh, pre-service teacher program, which was so much fun. Um, I've been sharing about this good things protocol. And, and really what I've, the bigger topic is talking about class culture and how do we build it? How do we grow it? How do we embrace it? Um, and so that's been a topic of conversation lately uh, in the stuff that I've been getting to do. And uh, it's just about like, how, how do we do this and how do we do it well? And especially the bent has been, how do you do this well as a new teacher? Because this is the kind of stuff that helps you thrive. Um, and, and the reason it's been so top of mind is uh, I'm releasing a new book soon. So I'm really excited to share that. I'll share more detail about it soon um, with my co-author. Maybe we'll, uh, he'll come on here and do it. You might know John Spencer. He wrote the book Launch and Empower and some other really great books, uh, AI Roadmap, and he makes great videos. We've been collaborating and really good friends for over 10 years now. Um, and uh, so John and I, we spent a couple of years putting a book together. We wrote the book, The New Teacher Mindset. Um, and uh, it's a book for new teachers and teachers who've been doing this a really long time. And it's all about sharing strategies and ideas that uh, kind of take a fresh take. Uh, you know, it's kind of about taking a fresh take on some of the things that are maybe seen more as traditional education. How do we do it well and how do we do it for the time that we actually live in? You know, instead of thinking of classroom management as a reactive thing, like how do I react when students break the rules? How instead do we create proactive classroom management? How do we design a class culture and setting and, and structure to where maybe those issues come a little less? How do we rethink how we look at building relationships with students? How do we rethink about what projects are and collaboration? So all some of those really big topics, it's kind of our take and ideas um, and stories that we've heard from other teachers, but then also research. It's really, really exciting. We're publishing it with uh, Josie Bass, um, which is a Wiley brand, so really big fun publisher has been helping us put this one together and it'll be coming out this summer and it's got a lot of stuff that I think you're going to like whether you're a new teacher or you've been doing this a while uh, maybe this can uh, give you some fresh ideas to keep doing your work well so that'll be coming out this summer I will of course tell you when it does um, but the pre-order link is actually available with the new cover that uh, Josie Bass designed um, and I just love it so much. So if you want to go see what the book looks like, I will link it into the show notes here. And if you want to pre-order it, that would be really exciting. Um, and so feel free to go check that out. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes for the podcast here. And uh, let's see what else. Yeah. Oh, and if you want bulk orders, so let, let's say you're a school leader or a conference and you want to get a bunch of them, um, just get in touch. I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. Um, and uh, I will gladly put you in touch with Josie Bass who can hook you up. So anyway, that's all we got today. If, if you're one of those teachers that value culture and then content, um, I want to affirm you in that. Uh, it's not sacrificing and saying, hey, content isn't important. It's saying, no, culture might be more important because a good, strong classroom culture is going to is going to lead to really good acquisition of content and a deeper learning. So uh, keep doing that good work. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Talk to you next time. My name is Trevor Muir, and this is the Epic Classroom Podcast.